Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. Welcome to Angela's Awesome Podcast. I'm sitting here in Haley, Idaho, podcasting with my friend Henno. Idaho. Idaho. We live in Idaho. Uh, and the state is on fire, my people. The oh. entire state. Well, luckily ours <laughs> isn't. Right in our area is For not once. on fire, but oh my gosh. Like if you look at Idaho on a map. <laughs> 95 something fires around us or something. Oh my gosh. It's crazy or more. Um. My friend Hanno here owns a company called Monkey Tongue Productions, and he's producing this podcast. He produces other podcasts, and and he does music. He's a musician, so he's a man of minty talents. So if you liked that intro, we've got Hanno. Actually, actually, it's kind of funny. So there's another... Oh, hours worth of that. <laughs> oh, I know. So I if know. anybody needs some background music. <laughs> We've got it. Um, we're coming here. Ooh. Our mission with this podcast is to inspire you to have a more awesome life. We come at you from an eating psychology, um, a dynamic eating psychology perspective and mind, body, nutrition um, components. We also are both sober. So we have that. We're bringing that to the table. We love talking about things that work for us. Practical, sustainable is our big buzzword. Sustain, yep. sustain, we like sustainable. We love health at every size. We believe every body size can be healthy and that we try not to judge anybody by the shape of their body, just like we would try not to judge anybody by the color of their skin. Same thing. Did I cover it all? Yeah, it's amazing how you got that down these days. Like you just you go and you're on the roll. You're like, I got it. Yep. I feel like mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. important to um, establish up front that this is why we're here and this is what we're doing and this is what we hope to accomplish. Because um, I was listening to this. Um, this is a total side note, but I was listening to this webinar this week and I missed most of it. It was good, but I just was like, I can't. I had too much going on. But um, he was sharing this story about. Two super famous, powerful guys. One of them was Bill Gates, and the other one, now I can't remember who it was, and everybody's going to be like, really, you couldn't remember that? <laughs> um, but these both they, these successful guys are talking over dinner, They um, and they were saying what the most important thing was, uh, the most important aspect of their, their success, mm. and it was being laser-focused. I was like, Really? I mean, I thought it was going to be like some big complicated thing for each one of them. But no, it was like being focused. Like we get so our energy gets so um, diffused when we've got so many things going on. And that's what everybody's doing these days is we're multitasking. So my new thing is not just because of that webinar, but my new thing is um, laser focus. Like, okay, what is my mission? Why am I spending this hour down here? What are we doing? Mm. Okay. It's important. Like, why are we taking time out of our day? Purpose. What's our purpose? And it's right for right now. This is our laser focus. And our laser focus is to inspire you guys that are listening. Are you feeling inspired? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, we've got a topic for you today and it's, um, it's a good one. It's called, you can always go back to crazy. 
Are you going to give me the... Uh, <laughs> oh, unfortunately... <laughs> I, well, I know what you're talking about, but for everybody else... <laughs> yeah, because when I look down at it, you can always go back to crazy. I'm like, oh, I know what that's about. <laughs> hey, you know what? Anytime you want your misery back, we'll give you a full refund. <laughs> Anytime you want it back. So like I said in the intro, Anna and I are both sober. So we both know what it's like to be really miserable. <laughs> and, 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 and then, and, you know, ultimately we have, we will have people come into our lives who are also not very happy and want to know how to, you know, help themselves and, you know, what can they do? And we share it with them. And usually you get that look of like, no, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> really? All, nah. You know, and then and you say, hey, guess what? Give it a shot. Try it for six months. And if you don't like it, I'll, I'll, I'll give you all your misery back for free. Yeah. You can always <laughs> go back to crazy. Refund. Yeah. <laughs> So um, this we, we like to talk about sustainable changes, and I'm, I am um, an eating psychology coach, and um, I'm a personal trainer. I own a little gym here in Ketchum, Idaho, which is just north of Haley, where we are now. And one of my passions and um, one of my purposes in life is to study and understand and try to teach and continue studying what it is, how people make changes. That's my big fascination, like what helps people make sustainable changes, because most of us know what to do to a certain degree. We kind of know, we kind of know it's not a good idea to have that 10th beer. We kind of know it's not a good idea to have three desserts on the couch after having sugar for dinner. Like we kind of <laughs> know that it's a good idea to move our bodies. Right. But it's so we know what to do. Why don't we do it? Like that's the big governing question um, for me is like, okay, well, there's and, and then that, you know, we we talk. That's what this podcast is about. Why don't we do it? Well, there's a like a thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand, one hundred thousand ways, reasons why we don't that all make sense. So strategies to make sustainable changes. This is one of my strategies. You can always go back to crazy. So. I don't know if you guys have ever had, um, you know, had to make a big change in your life and you wanted to, you know, you wanted to shift, you wanted to have this big shift. And so you're like, okay, I'm doing it Monday morning, right? It's always a Monday. It's never yeah. a Sunday. <laughs> always, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah, a Monday. Yeah, okay. Always, Monday morning, yeah. I am never eating sugar again for the rest of my life. So Sunday night is scary, disastrous, right? With the sugar. Starting Monday, I am never drinking again. So Monday or Sunday night is like filled with vodka and, you know, and you're so hungover so you have to have a beer just to get through Monday. Like we set these things up. We're like, I am going to do this. And then, oh my gosh, we don't do it. Or we do muster the willpower and we do it really well for about... Well, for me, it was about 20 minutes usually, but for some people like two weeks or two months or something, and then we go back and we make that shift and we can't stay there. Right? I mean, I don't know. Can you, are you feeling me on this one? I'm totally picking up what you're throwing down. <laughs> okay. So, um, so one of the tools, so some of the, this, this tool, you can always go back to crazy has been one that I've pulled out. When I want to make a shift because things have, the shit has really hit the fan, basically. Like, this isn't one that I pull out for just any old thing. This is like, okay, wow. You're digging deep when you're whipping this one out. Dude, this, <laughs> I'm in some pain. So, my example, so basically, it's this deal where you say to yourself, okay, I don't know if I can make this change, but something has to give. So, I'm going to give myself 
X amount of time because I'm going to put it out there that I can always go back to crazy. And for me, the magic number seems to be 90 days. I don't know. It just, that seems to be a number that really works for me. Three months, 90 days, whatever. I remember when I got sober, I did not think I was an alcoholic. How that's possible, I'm not sure. But I wasn't a daily drinker, so I was like, well, I'm not an alcoholic. I don't have to drink for breakfast to be an alcoholic. And, um, but the challenge was thrown down from someone who knew me, and she said, well, if you're not an alcoholic, then just quit drinking for 90 days. You can always go back to where you are. And I'm like, oh, you're right. I can always go back to this. I could do, what's 90 days? No big deal. It was October 19th. I mean, oh my God, that was 90 days went over into January 19th. I mean, can you imagine? That means no drinking on Halloween, Halloween. Thanksgiving, (laughs) or Christmas, or New Year's. I mean, a whole lot. I do like a challenge. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a girl who likes a challenge. So that was always in the back of my mind. Like, you can always go back to crazy, but you said you were going to do 90 days, and then, oh my God, and then the rest is history, because obviously I'm an alcoholic. Um, (laughs) Anyone who knows me (laughs) or knows my history. So so we throw down this tool when there's a big change, and and here's one Hanno kind of talked about when we talked to people. This is the big one that... um, that happened to me is I'm also a recovering workaholic. So um, there was a point about four years into my sobriety, maybe five, and the it again, you know, you get sober, you think your life, you're just going to get the lottery ticket and everything just gets magical. And it does get so much better, but OMG, there, then there's all of a sudden like, wow. Yeah, well, suddenly... It's like you, whack-a-mole. Yeah, you can now feel. Yeah. And, and all your other things come up that you've been drinking over yeah you know, the, the real root cause oh it's like you know you're like oh, okay i'm gonna whack that mole down called alcohol perfect and then bing, bing. here comes the food it, it yep. problem and then bing i'm over actually and then bing i can't get off the couch and mine was all of those things but it really i really went to town with workaholism I just started working like a crazy woman. I mean, I just was so driven. And, I, you know, looking back on it, it was a lot of wheel spinning. I mean, I was showing up and working hard, but I was working. So I'd opened my own gym and I was working this. Um, so I'd basically opened my own gym because I'm this entrepreneur, right? I'm like, woo, I'm going to open my own gym. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to work for myself. And then I just got so, then all of a sudden, like I'm showing up for work like I had been, but all of a sudden there's no one else that's, that's taking care of all the other stuff. Like the overhead and the cleaning and the scheduling and all this other stuff. So I'm like, oh, my God. So not only am I showing up for my job, which is training people, but I also have all these new jobs I've created for myself. And I was a disaster. And I, all I was doing is working harder. And for those of you that have your own business, one of the things that you know is that's not sustainable. <laughs> You burn out. So I was burning. I was burning at both ends and I was getting burned out. And um, I remember I sat down with my sponsor and another woman who basically, and I was like, okay, I need help. Like I'm, I can't stop eating. I'm overeating every night. I know it's my job. I can, I need help. And they were like, okay, well, we'll spend some time with you. We'll totally give up our time and sit here and give you some suggestions. And their first suggestion to me was, Hey, Angela, instead of teaching 20 classes a week, we want you to teach 10 so that you can just regroup, get a rest, get step back and get some perspective. Guess what my first answer was? Like, no way. Yeah, I can't, I can't do, do that. that. Yeah. That was exactly that was exactly what I said with that face. I can't do that. And they both both of them just stopped. <laughs> <That> look. <laughs> they both just stopped talking and they just looked at me and they were like 
and they kind of cocked their heads and I was and I I kind of all of a sudden it hit me I was like oh oh yeah I, I came I'm to you. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I came to you and I said, "Can I get some?" Have you guys ever had that experience where you're like, "I really need your help. I really need your help." Okay, I'm totally willing to do this for you, and you're like, "No, no, 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 not that help. Not I that need this help." help. Need, yeah. <laughs> Can I have the help that I self-diagnose myself for that you suggest? <laughs> Could you just magically fix it for me? I don't really want to do the work myself. That was what it came down to. I mean, I actually, you know what? Here's the insanity of Angela. I actually wanted to work harder. And they were basically telling me, we need to make your life easier. And I was like, oh, no, no. Two hands out. Mm, Fingers spread. Mm, Warnings. Danger, Will Robinson. I cannot handle this. So thank God the angels or (laughs) the universe or spirit possessed me for a moment. And I said, okay, I'm sorry. No, no. I'm going to listen. I asked you for help. I do. Okay. How would I, how would that look? And they were like, okay. So we took my calendar and we changed it and I went to 10 classes and here's the only way that I made that change. I made that change because the deal was, I said to them, okay, I will try this for three months because I can always go back to this. Yeah, you can always go back to crazy. And, and that's what made me, that's what helped me make the shift. Like it was a super important thing. I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this hard thing because I can always go back to crazy. And here's the end of that story. I now teach six classes a week and love it and do podcasting and do privates and do coaching and do blog, you know, I write blogs and, and basically I'm putting together this really cool ski conditioning um, coaching package this fall. I have these amazing things and it's because I was willing to step back, but I was willing to say to myself, okay, I can always go back to crazy. So, so can I, can I, your turn, go. Can I bring something up? Yes, please. All right. So you started with this idea that the reason that these guys are successful is because of focus. Mm. But there's a point where it doesn't work. Mm. Tell me about that point. No, I'm just wondering because I'm, I'm kind of thinking about that. It's like, okay, well, these guys, so did they sacrifice? Did they go too far? Was, you know... Oh, that's a good question. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of thinking about it because I, I, I get that's like people do burn out. People do, you know, get stuck into bad. You know, they they lose whatever. They lose their their relationships, or they they lose their families, even in some cases, because you know of their their quote unquote focus. Yet, yet. A lot of these men have have done it and stay, you know, done it all together. Um, and it just it was just a kind of a thought. It's like what what's what's different? That's an interesting. I don't know, but you know what? I didn't really think of it that way. What the way that I took it when I was hearing it was, I was taking it as when they're they have a mission, they know where they're going, and what. The steps are taking to, while they're doing the steps to get there, they're completely focused on the end result. But that doesn't mean that they're sacrificing stuff. But that doesn't mean they're not doing other things. Yeah, it doesn't mean that they still don't have their lives. It just means that while they're doing, like while <laughs> I'm podcasting yeah. with you, I'm not checking my email, yeah, yeah, sending yeah, yeah. out texts, thinking about next week's podcast, thinking about dinner. Well, a little bit, but well, most I guess of the time. it's the difference between being focused and obsessed. Right. And, and I when think. When you become obsessed, that's where it becomes unhealthy. Right, and I think focused means you're giving your full attention to whatever it is you're doing until you're doing something else, and then you're giving that your full attention. So in a way, it's apples to oranges. I, I don't 
Well, Didn't no, I mean, I think it's a good point because I don't, you know, the story was kind of told is like, well, his basic thing, this webinar was basically like talking about how to grow your email list. And it was basically saying, if you want to grow your email list, that needs to be the focus of what you spend your time on. You need to, to give that your focus. You can't be, and this is, you know, this is another, this is actually, that's an excellent question. Because this is another thing that, um, that happens when we say these, these things like, I want to be healthy. Like, what does that mean? I want to be healthy. Well, okay. I want, okay. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to go from someone who never exercises to exercising for an hour a day, five days a week. I'm never going to eat sugar again. I'm, I'm going to cut the, I'm going to take the skin off a of chicken people. I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to be healthy. And then like, you know, tw- like I said, 20 minutes later, you're like, whatever. Like, I think the focus thing would be like, okay, I want to be healthy. What does that look like? What does that mean? So it means to me, healthy means that I go to the doctor and I get my blood work done and it all comes back positive. I have enough energy to play with my kids and I feel really good in my body. Like, you know, you kind of make it specific and then you go, okay, what's my focus? Like you, you want to be healthier. What's your focus? Eating less sugar. Yeah. And then I guess that comes back to what we, we've been talking about a lot lately. And what this is really about is, uh, is when you, you were, we're talking about focusing on a small, manageable uh, piece. Right. That, we can, that, that, that has a better chance of success than swearing off something altogether, talking about that word you have in here forever. Uh, you know, because I think I, I get that now, that the idea of is... If your focus means focus means getting down to the details, really. It's just funny getting, how and like, it means what, getting clear, yeah, right? Th- yeah. Getting down to the details, getting clear. Yeah, if we, we start looking up the dic- dictionary definition de- definition of the word focus, you know what does that mean? Because when I when I hear business people talk about their their success story, yes, and they start talking about the you know the amount of you know, these, these, these words that they throw out there, focus driven, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and they make it out to seem like some noble cause. And, and I'm like, how much, you know, well, what's the difference between that and obsessive wreckage? You know. <laughs> well, I think that's a great point. This is a great conversation. I'm really glad you brought that up. You know, how, because... do we, how do I take it? But I'm starting to see. So you okay. got a definition. So here's the, here's the focus definition here on my little Google, since I did step away from being focused to Google, but this is okay. <laughs> focus noun, the center of interest or activity quote, this generation has made the environment a focus of attention. Okay. Cinnamons, cinnamon, Synonyms. Am I saying it wrong? Yes, no, cinnamons. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Cinnamons. I do that with words sometimes. You had it right the first time. It's my thing. I don't know why. Um, cinnamon. Synonyms. 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 Yeah. Center, focal point, center of attention, hub, pivot, nucleus, heart, core, cornerstone, linchpin. I love these. So that brings me to the definition that I that I'm kind of alluding to, where it becomes your obsession. Obsession. It's the middle. It's the heart. It's the everything. But well, and that's the noun. That's the noun exactly. Okay. So the second one of noun is the state or quality of having or producing clear visual definition. Mm-hmm. His face is rather out of focus. Focal point would be the synonym for that. Here it is as a verb. I think it was used as a verb. One, adapt to the prevailing light 
level of light and become able to see clearly. Try to focus on a stationary object. Or two, here we go, pay particular attention to. The study will focus on a number of areas in Wales. Isn't it interesting how we can take the same word and, and, and give it a different connotation? I know. Words are powerful, right? You know, like where, how it, it can, I can take it to a negative place. You know, that, that all right, focus means... Because I know what, what, how I can be focused. Right. And that means I can block everything out and just, just hone in on something. Right. But it tends to be very taxing because I, I wipe myself out because I'm so able to just lock in on a goal and, and put everything in it, including not sleeping and whatever, and, and get it done. And then I'm burnt. Yeah. You know, versus versus the other kind, like which I think we're talking about here, which is getting clarity, which is very different. That's 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 like knowledge and understanding. There's more to it when you focus. You know, there's something to that when we make it when we incorporate something in our lives versus making it our life. That's a good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. You know, it's interesting that you say that because it's just like what we talk about in here all the time. There's so many paradoxes. Right. Mm. I mean, for someone. OK, so and you're saying that you can do that and put everything else aside. And yet sometimes you need more focus to break down how you want to get to your goals. So even within your own stories, sometimes you have this out of balance focus where you're so laser focused and you don't get any sleep and you go into the unhealthy side. And you also have this area where it's like, uh I'm kind of doing this. I'm kind of doing that. I'm not really getting to my music. The idea of being Isn't that interesting? Unfocused. Right. Yes. Yes. Within the same person. Yeah. And so, right, it comes down to: Do you need more focus? Do you need less? And I think a lot of that comes down to, uh, or it's interesting. I, I'm visualizing this as: so when when I am focused in a way that I consider driven, like that idea of like laser-like focus. I imagine myself sitting in front of a micro, you know, a microscope or, or I have a magnifying glass and that's all I see is the detail versus when I'm unfocused and I need to bring in focus. That's me actually stepping back and getting a bigger picture mm-hmm. and then, and then looking at, looking at, looking at strategies and avenues where I can have a greater success. And it's funny how I can take that same word and, and see it two different ways mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're talking about here is that that bigger picture. Step back from it. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, you, you, you say, oh, I want to be healthy. Okay, well, well that's a pretty big word. Mm-hmm. So let's step back and look at the elements of what that means. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's look at, let's, let's just focus on one aspect of that now. Right. I think that's, that's it's, uh, this is very fascinating to me right now. <laughs> no, it's really a good conversation. It's really interesting because the other piece of that is, you know, when you said the unhealthy focus, you use the word driven. And to me, the word driven um, implements, indicates, makes me think of an outcome. Like, I have to get to this. Mm, that's another good point. But it's very outcome based, which is not a bad thing. But it can no. be unhealthy. I mean, yeah. it's not, you know, it depends. It depends, right? It's always going to depend. But that was just so, I just was noticing that being in there because I think you could have, I think that having, finding the middle for you, and it's going to, and then of course, just to get more complicated, it'll be different for different times of your life, but you're getting ready to get focused on finishing your album. 
yep. doing that, right? Yeah. So it'll be a matter of when you're working on that, you're going to be focused and that's going to be something you're going to be choosing to do. And then can you balance that with real life and set boundaries around being able to stop, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. And go, yeah. you know, it is, uh, it is my, you know, so your focus is to finish. So that's a top priority, but your other focus is to stay healthy. So you'll set these boundaries. Like I'm going to work on editing for three hours, but that's what I think I want to take from this is yeah. because to me, the other way is crazy, right? you know, and, and I can always go back to that way of doing things. But what I, one thing I've learned is when I do it that way, I, d- I don't tend to enjoy the journey as much. I'm more, uh, enjoying the, the finish line than I am the journey. And that's something that I'm trying to change in my life is to enjoy the, the, the path, enjoy right. the, enjoy the work, enjoy the little moments of it. And I think that can come by using that other way of using the word focus, which is, it's like, okay, let's look, let's look at little parts here. Let's make those clear and work on that. And, you know, like you said, setting up some boundaries, giving myself, you know, this is great with this I, I, that we're talking about, you know, 90 days is a great thing to try a new, um, a food, you know, change in your life. Or something like that. You know, that's a great way of doing that. For me, it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to set myself a time limit. Right, right. And 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 part of that, I think, is going to be really uh, applying some of what we uh, talked about, some of the tools with that 10-year visioning. Although this doesn't have to do with time, but it has to do with the overall goal picture. And and I'm a lot better when I when I actually write stuff down and look at it, step back from a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm thinking right now, this is going to involve me putting, you know, a big, huge dry erase board on the wall and writing out the whole, you know, the big picture. And then, hey, let's just let's now let's let's zoom in on a couple little areas and see what we need to do. Right. And 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 start doing that in, in those those chunks. OK, I want to accomplish this. And I'm going to give myself uh, three days this week, X amount of hours at a time. Right. And that's what I'm going to put into this. And I'm going to stay at that. Yeah. I'm and not going to go over and I'm not going to go under. And yeah. And then when I get, and yeah, yeah. The, and exactly. And even if I can, I'm not going to do it. And then at the end of that week, I'm going to reflect on that. And that's why I think these suggestions are great is if you do make small bites, you can, you at least give yourself, when we use terms like forever, where's your checkpoint? Right. There is none. Right. You just, oh, I'm just going to win. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in forever. I'm a winner. No, checkpoints are important. You know, where you check in and you say, okay, how am I doing? Do I need to change anything? Is you know? this working for yeah. me? It's like the, 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 the car race. They're coming in and they're checking in. You go to the checkpoint. How's everything feeling? How's it running? Oh, we need to make an adjustment here. Okay, let's do that. You know, that kind of a thing. Um, I have some friends that... Um, that's how they did their relationship for like five years. They were both, um, not good at committing to another person. And so they would commit to each other every 90 days. That sounds like what I should do with Sharon. And then you could always (laughs) go back to, you are very committed to Sharon. I am, but we have a very, we don't have this. It's just not traditional. No, but it's still committed. It is. We are, but it, I think it might be. A, I think it might be kind of fun to do that because it gives a new element of of uh, renewal. I guess. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's a neat idea. No, I think it's a really good idea. Well, and you guys have your own um, unique way of being together, but you're still committed to each other emotionally. We are. 
But that doesn't mean that I don't always live up to the the things that I would like to be doing. Well, that's a great, there you go. I mean, yeah. And so, me either. I mean, I'm definitely on a thing with Rob, like recommitting to making this important. But here's the problem. And this comes back to this whole like, okay, so, you know, you're in a committed relationship, you're married, which is, is your lifetime. And that's, you know, that's a pretty big concept. Uh, when we look at that, you sit there and go, okay, I got to recommit myself to a lifetime versus, you know what, I'm going to recommit myself to this month. Right. And, and, that's, and that's a little easier to, to look at. Right. You know, because you can, you know, I don't think, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think it's a, something that I could, I could work on. Just been thinking about it a lot lately. Cool. So. That's cool. I like that. Well, you know what's interesting? Okay, side note, people. I totally derailed you. <laughs> Wait, no, you derailed me, and I'm going to continue off on the path of the derailment because I thought this was so interesting. Okay, for those of you that I haven't already freaked out, who is it that says, are you into positive thinking? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> um, so I did this really cool thing this week with this gal who's a feng shui expert. And she came to the house. And um, so I, because I'm really clear that um, my focus right now is I'm working on my fall program, which is awesome. It's in route. It's, it's, it's happening. Um, I'm tightening it up. I'm getting the content together. But basically going to run an eight-week exercise coaching program for people that live here in Sun Valley. And it's going to be awesome. Like it's going to be not just getting ready for ski conditioning physically, but also helping people like do baby steps and set vision goals and do this whole wellness package, like the whole deal. So I'm super excited about it. And I want people, I want, I'm putting it out there to the universe and I'm basically doing everything that I can to support that as far as getting people to the gym and it, they're coming, so I'm not even worried about it. Although I have been, but I'm not anymore because I'm doing my things. But anyway, so I came over and I'm like, okay, so I really want, so I say to her, so I, and I'm really clear. This is like, that's, I mean, I could go into even more detail, but I'm, you guys don't care about that. But I basically, she, cause that's one of the things when you work with someone who's good at feng shui, you need to know what you want. What's your, what do you want? Yeah, like you goal? have to be clear about what you want to bring into your life. She's like, oh my gosh, you're really clear. And she's like, well, what about Rob? I'm like, what about Rob? She's like, well, you didn't say anything about, you know, love and marriage. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take some more love, too. You know, it's kind of this side thing. Because we get along really well. And, you know, I love him. It it, it works. And whatever. But she came up. But and, and the other piece that I really wanted to focus on is I'm I'm really turning the page on these headaches. Like I I feel like I've done the work. I'm willing to do this. Like there's just one more. There's one more thing I'm doing. Another parasite protocol. Ugh. Um, hmm. But I feel like at the end of this, I can really turn the page. Like I just I'm I'm ready because I feel like there's a bind body connection between pain, particularly um, chronic pain, and how we live our lives. And I feel like this has been something that's been important for me to have because I haven't been able to give myself the necessary rest, obviously from my first story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, headaches are a call for attention. They're a call for a timeout. Like there's a lot of um, mind-body things that really, you know, they're perfectionism, they're basically be- fear of being driven. There's all these things. And I'm, I feel like a lot of that stuff, ha- I've healed it. You know, I mean, I'm not perfect. I've got plenty of room to grow. But this particular thing, I'm like, okay, I want to move into my next lesson. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, you know, I really want to work on my health. Okay, so here's the point of the whole side rail derailing. Is she said, so what do we do? We spend all kinds of time on my relationship. 
Like she's like, we need to do this. She rearranged my bedroom. We did this and that and this and that for me and Rob. And, and she's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm good. I mean, this is all really great. I go, are we going to get to my career and my health? And this is what she said. This was awesome. She said, Angela, don't you think if you bring more love into your life, it'll be easier for you to heal? Wow. I was like, yeah, wow, okay. So it was really cute because I was like, oh. So it felt really good. That goes back to that that first story where you're like, hey, will you help me? And they yeah. said, you know, cut your classes down. You're like, no, no, no that's not, that wasn't <laughs> what I meant. Yeah. I'm paying you to feng shui my career point. Come on. Yeah. I know. It was really, that's- it was a huge thing because it's balance. You huh. guys, we're totally on a different thing, which is perfect because the other thing wasn't super long. But um, I, yeah. So we need to, so let's do that. Let's give, let's do a 90 day, let's up our relationship game. Right? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. We can always come back to crazy. Yeah. Or you can always, here's another way you can put that. You can always come back to, it's fine. Yeah. uh, How's that, you guys? Well, actually, you know, that's actually more reality when it comes to us with our health and fitness and stuff is, is most of us are just fine. Yeah. We're okay where we're at. We might not be really happy with it, but we're okay. Right. It's working. But we know that, like you said, you know somewhere deep down inside that you could probably be doing better. <laughs> and so, so you can always go back to just fine. Yeah, I'm fine. So you guys, one of the things I was going to tell you that this is kind of my big tool for when I'm going to make a big switch. So we talk a lot in this podcast about baby steps and you're doing great right where you are and medium is awesome and, you know, don't, you don't have to be extreme. And I believe all that stuff. Please, please, please don't get me wrong when I say this, but sometimes you need to pull out the big guns and you need to do something drastic and you need to do something that's hard and you need to know that there's an end. You can always come back to crazy can always come back to yeah yeah right that's when you, and, that's, and it's something yeah. hard so for example that was what happened to me with the work thing that wasn't a small baby step that was a huge gigantic oh my gosh really okay here i go and it was hard yeah it was harder than hell like it was different than like i'm gonna eat a slow dinner five nights a week that's hard but that's like oh okay that's pretty good you know what i mean this was like uncomfortable i was like i don't know what to do with myself mm-hmm. you know when you're out of balance same thing happened when i got sober like that was hard that wasn't like oh my gosh this this took over my life which kind of tapers us back into the focus yeah but so this is kind of like what i kind of call the big artillery this is kind of like the tanker right so um you need to give yourself. You need to give yourself a plan. You need to give yourself um, some emotion behind it. Like I and I'm in the middle of doing it again because I'm doing this crazy parasite thing for the second time. They're better, but they're still there. My God, those little things. They love me. They actually don't love me. They love living in me anyway. Um, <laughs> but apparently, Heno, they feed on sugar. So the guy that I'm working with, he's like, your parasites are not gone. You need to do another protocol. And I was like, oh, my God, okay. I'm like, what do I need to do? And he's like, Angela, you have to stop eating sugar. And I was like, 
but I only do it a little bit. I, like I totally believe in balance and just a little here and there. And so I gave my, that's where this blog came from. That's why this topic mm. came up because what did I do? Cause I, I really sat with it and I was like, wow, okay. dude, you've got to look at your emotional attachment to sugar. You've got to look at your, att- I am incredibly attached to being able to do anything that I want within enough structure, but not too much structure. I don't do well with a lot of restriction. Yeah. So that's why I figured out ways to have my sugar and, and yeah. not be bananas, but I'm not, I'm not a, for me, it doesn't work very well, but for me to be like, no, I'm not going to quit sugar, even though these parasites are causing me cr- some real problems with my health. And I've said, I want to turn the page. So I had to do some serious self-examination. Hmm. So I was like, okay, what, what have you done in the past? That's been really hard. Cause this is not a baby step for me. This is not, it's hard. I, I've quit sugar before. Every time it's hard. I never do well with it. And so I started pulling out my tools and I was like, okay, here's my big tool. Sweetheart, you can come back to nuts. Yeah. You can come back to this. Can't you possibly just not eat sugar for three months and see how it feels? Well, I I guess I can. I can do hard. Refer to the podcast where we do talked about remembering we can do hard things. That's like the candida diet. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. Because that's, I mean, that's the same deal. It's like candida's... In it, you know, it's it's living off you. You feed it sugar, it wants it. It wants it bad. You know, yeah. it's a it's a foreign. You know, it's a bacteria yeah. in in our bodies. Yeah. And but you know th- that the candida diet is it's no nuts, no fruit. And I'm like, oh, it's hardcore. Yeah. I'm like, there's there's no there's no way. Yeah. You know, I you know maybe if 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 after this you know big cutback of sugar that I'm doing right now. If I'm still not getting the results, that's what I got left with, and then I'll have to do that. And, you know, we, you know this, and I know this, that oftentimes we can't do... When we say there's no way, there is no way until our back's against the wall. Well, yeah, exactly. And you're not having enough consequence yet. No, that, and that's the thing, is, and I'm having some success, actually. And you're having some success. So, so why, you're, why this would isn't, I do it? So yeah. why would you do it? Because you're not in that space. Yeah, I, I was for a while. Yeah. Um, but but I w- wasn't able to even do one small thing. So, you know, why, how, where did I think I was going to accomplish a big thing? Right. And you're laying the groundwork right now to do that at some point <clears throat> by addressing it the way that you can. Well, and it's going to be a, a, a lot easier if, if I've already tapered stuff off. So there's another thing. It's one thing to go from one extreme. Right. And, 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 and then take on an extreme measure for that. Right. Versus when you've already worked it down to moderate and now you take on an extreme that's a little different because right. you've kind of, some of the journey's already done. Because I'm definitely not coming from an extreme. I'm, I mean, I don't yeah. eat a lot of sugar. No, yeah. I don't eat a lot of sugar. I eat some sugar. I like sugar after lunch and I like sugar after dinner, but I don't eat a lot of sugar. So what's going to be your protocol? So the protocol is, this is day five okay, with no sugar. Although I did have yesterday a stevia sweetened chocolate bar, and I think that's breaking the rules. <laughs> and by rules, I mean the goal I've set up for myself. Is it? I don't know, because it has alcohol sugars in it. Um, it's called estrin. Uh, yeah, I know what You know about. what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, and, something. Yeah, and I, I need to... I, if I, I know for sure that Kathleen DeMaison's with the Sugar Addicts Total Recovery Program is like no on that. 
But I don't think that that, I don't know how it is with parasites, but I'm kind of thinking, I don't know. One of my friends who doesn't do sugar, she does these chocolate bars that are sweetened with stevia. Cause there's, so that's there's, where I got the big idea. I was like, well, she's doing it. Because <laughs> I'd, I'd be looking for the, the, the type of sweetener that really, d- that makes that, uh, that uh, parasite pissed off. <laughs> right. <laughs> and well, I'd then eat a lot of that. <laughs> right. Well, he basically, so I don't know. I'm going to do further research on the stevia thing. I am Maybe doing stevia. Maybe you need stevia. the miracle berry. I'm, oh, I thought you ordered that. You know, I haven't, but I'll do it today. Let's get it. Yeah, no. Will you send I, me the I, link I, yeah. and I'll order some too. Yeah, that's that's what you know. That's Tell what, everybody what you're talking about. All right, so so in in that sugar film uh, that we watched uh, in the recent past, there was a there's a there's a berry that's grown in in eastern Africa, uh, and what it does is it fools your tongue into thinking that what you're eating is sweet. So it basically uh, it 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 kind of reprograms your taste buds, so to speak. So, and it's just, it's just your tongue. So for example, if you eat, so if you eat goat cheese, the goat cheese tastes like cream cheese while it's on your tongue. But then when, when the, the goat cheese hits your throat, cause we do have some taste back there. Now it's goat cheese again. And, uh, the, these Africans have been using it in cooking for forever and ever. So they've come up, you can buy the berries. They're rather expensive, or you can just get a, a processed form of it now and you put it on your tongue and it's good for 30 minutes. And it basically makes any sort of a bitter or sour food. It changes its flavor. And there's like big parties where people set out all sorts of food and they'll take, you know, and you eat, you eat a lemon and, and it's just, you know, it's delicious or, you know, uh, a pepper, a jalapeno pepper changed to this, you know, yummy, nutty, you know, <laughs> it just changes everything. But, but you have to remember it's only on your tongue. So my thought was, is I, I was curious about trying it with coffee to see, you know, or, right. or, like, or dark chocolate, you know, you know, try some dark chocolate, which is always better than, than milk chocolate. But if the dark chocolate tastes like yummy milk chocolate, you know, that's, that's great. Wow. So you could then we should get, definitely try that. Yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to get that. Cause now think about it this way. So now you make yourself some cookies with no sugar in them or, or something else. And you eat, you, you throw your little miracle berry on there and it runs about a, it's, it's expensive. It's a little over a buck, a, a tablet. Yeah. And, and now you eat your, your cookies and your cookies taste sweet. Yeah. You could get like some super healthy raw or, um, vegan sprouted Ezekiel bread. Yeah. And then put that on there and you'd be like, Ooh, this is a snickerdoodle. It, it helps you eat with, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that could totally happen. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that, now this is something that, that, uh, somebody had asked, Oh, it was Tracy when we were talking to her about it. And she said, is there any, uh, possible negative effects from this? And at the time I, I, I didn't know of any, there was none mentioned, but I do know of one now. And that is, and this happens with a lot of people when they switch to diet sodas and stuff like that, is that when you drink that, your, so your brain says, oh, I just ate something sweet. Right. Why doesn't my body feel like it just ate something sweet? Why didn't I get a sugar rush? And then it starts to actually create a craving. And that's what I, I uh, later on, I remembered that. And, and it'd be curious to see if that actually happens. Oh, you and I are going to guinea pig on yeah, ourselves. This will be fun. We should do this. We should do it live on the podcast. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. We should do it. We'll we get will. a bunch of foods and we'll try this. Next and, week. Yeah. And we'll eat them. And <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. Um, oh, my gosh. 
Okay, so we're so wandering today. I just, I think you didn't have to put a little thing in at the beginning where it says, by the way, this is the wandering wanderer of the wanderers. Well, it's, 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 it's really apropos that we have go back to crazy. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> here we go, you guys. We're all um, over. But you know what? So I, I did think it was a good idea to talk a little bit about like when you have to make a big change because sometimes, you know, some people do better with a big change and sometimes life calls for us to do something. Like I'm definitely being called to step up to the plate and just suck it up, buttercup. Live your life without sugar for a while and just see how it feels because I can come back to this. And I'm not even saying this is crazy, but it's crazy to not do that when I know in my heart, I've done some serious self-searching around this. I know that this is a big part of healing, physically. Yeah. And it's time. Like, there's really no excuse. So I get to address my sugar addiction. And and anybody else, like, you're, you're, the paragraph you have at the end where, you, on your, where it says this week, it's like, you know, that th- this can be really hard, making a significant change. But keep in mind that you can always go back to the way it was. Right. It's not permanent. Right. You're, you're, you're giving it a shot. Right. It, it, if it helps you get through those days, and that was for me last week or when, um, when, I, was, when I had some cravings from sugar, I just had to remind myself that, you know, <laughs> this too shall pass. Right. I, I, I will get through this, you know, and, 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 and I, can, I can always go back. Right. You know, like, let's see if we – and this is, why, <laughs> this is why those – Darned alcoholics talk about one day at a time all the because right. that's literally what there's a reason for that because yeah. it's breaking life down into to bite size increments that you can handle. It's like, okay, can you just get through today? Right. Can you just get through today? Right. And you oftentimes you can. Or can I just get through this hour? And oftentimes, and that's another secret of the whole alcoholic thing is you don't say to someone you're never going to have a beer again. I remember that for like five years. I'd be like, I never say to myself, I'm never going to have a beer again. I just say I'm not going to have a beer today. Because yeah. I couldn't imagine not drinking beer again. Like a really cold girl. You and freaking Sharon with the beers. I swear. Love the girl. There are days where I'm just like, I'm th- I swear she's going to go down to the, to, the, to the corner store and grab a six pack and bring it back and drink it. Like, like I, oh man. I would. It's so funny because I have, I have zero that does not even, like the uh, last thing I'd want is a beer. It's like the last thing. Well, I wouldn't if I was, yeah. I'm not she's, gonna, that's like the first, that's so funny you're like that. I'm not even going out that, I'm not even going to entertain huh? that. A girl, I used to Device. love girls. And I don't even really, I didn't even really like beer. the bottles were cool. The bottles were super cool and they're so like odd. T- oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, we're not going there. So then you just do that little switch. Um, so... You guys, big health changes. Sometimes you need to just set yourself up 90 days. Just jump in the deep end. Realize you're going to be uncomfortable. You know, that sugar film that we've been talking about, that also, that's what that guy did. Like, he just said, that's it. With the end of his, he did this experiment where he ate all the sugar, basically. I mean, it's a long story. If you are wondering, go you have to, to go back. Go back to the podcast, yeah. Um, but basically, when he stopped, when he got to the end of his experiment, he just said, that's it. Done. Nothing. And he went through serious withdrawal, headaches, yeah. fatigue, you know, whatever. But he got through it and then he felt better. And that's the thing that sometimes happens. And that's what I hope happens with me. I mean, I'm planning on it. Like, you know, I get through the parasite thing, get rid of these bad boys. And then, you know, who knows? Maybe I won't even care about sugar. Like, I think, like the candida, that they're driving the sugar cravings. 
Because I've tried so many different things, and I have, you know, I have a lot of tools in my quiver, a lot of bow, a lot of arrows in my quiver as far as like yeah. being able to do healthy eating habits and to try different things to manage this. And I finally have just been like, okay, I'm so nuts without it that I'm just going to find how to have a, the healthiest possible relationship with it. Yeah. And like I've actually had, you know, I have friends that don't ever eat it ever and don't care, and they're like, geez, you know, like you eat so healthy, like why? What is this? Like, I don't know. I think it's emotional. But you know what? Maybe it's these parasites. Yeah. Right? Well, that's how, and that's how Candida. That makes sense. Candida, that's how Candida works. You know, you get, you get done eating and the Candida, I mean, the Candida literally, it wants sugar. Yeah. It, it, it wants it and it's in your system. Right. You know, it's part of who you are. And, right. And you, you know, it's, I don't know how, how that relates to parasites and how it interacts with cravings and stuff like that. But, you know, that's what they say is that it, it changes who you are kind of in a way so interesting well you know it's you know what else is interesting as long as we're going on the that is i have a client that's like i think i have she said parasites but she might be talking about candida yeah candida is not a parasite it's a bacteria okay so i'll put it this way it takes the place of of your your uh beneficial your your what you call your biome in your gut yeah all the beneficial bacteria in your gut so yeah. candida comes in and and it uh so it's it's no different than the foundations of our of yeast things like that okay it's, it's related to that okay so it's a bacteria that's in there it's a you know and it and it basically takes over it builds up a colony and it uh actually pushes out your good bacteria. So, so people it, are walking around with this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, it, I mean, it's, yeah, when you look into the numbers, they're huge, the huge right. the amount of people that have it. It's just that usually it's in check. It's, right. It's when um, you get a large dose of antibiotics because the antibiotics kill good bacteria, bad bacteria. Well, all of a sudden you'll have the candida come in big time. And uh-huh. But people that have, and that's the reason they do a severely restrictive sugar diet is because the candida loves the sugar. I mean, at its worst, people literally burp foam. That's candida at its worst. That's gnarly. Because it has literally gone into your stomach and is now going up, up your throat. And, and, it's, and that's why they do a saliva test for it. And that's one of the tests and to find out whether you have a, a, a large candida um, culture, whatever you want to call them. Colony, have you done colony. that? I know I've never done the test. I just I just looked at the symptoms and went, okay, I could relate. I saw enough in there. Yeah. Uh, like especially one of them is if you do eat sugar and and uh, so I would when I was really eating a lot of junky sugar, I would get these. Uh, what were they? They were um, like gu- I love it when you tell these stories. <laughs> yeah, they were gummies that were like jelly filled gummies, but on the outside it had uh, sorbic acid, you know, to give it that sour. It was like oh. a sweet and sour thing, right? And these things are just gnarly sweet. And I'd eat, you know, I'd eat like whatever a half a box of them or something, and then afterwards I'd be really thirsty and I'd burp, and that's when I was like, mm, that's kind of a candida symptom right there. Uh. So when you eat a lot of sugar, if you notice, like if you have your, you know, your, you know, your ice cream moment or whatever it is, and afterwards you notice yourself either becoming very thirsty because the candida is sucking up moisture too. Um, it really can affect your digestive system and everything. Um, and or if you start getting a little burpy afterwards, mm, yeah, you might have candida. Wow. Wow. Well, one of my clients was talking about, she's like, I know I have parasites because if I go too long without eating, they talk to me and they, they like force me to eat. 
they're like, you know, I'm so uncomfortable. I start getting really bloated. My stomach gets really upset. Like she has to, and she's convinced. And I'm like, well, are you going to do anything about it? She's like, well, we're kind of living together for now, but yeah, I'm going to do something about it. I <laughs> thought it was really cute. A somewhat symbiotic relationship. Yeah. yeah. We're, we've agreed we're to, we've agreed out. to disagree. <laughs> but yeah, that's the part of what goes with candida is that bloating and all that kind of stuff like that. So I mean, it yeah. kind of depends on how com- comfortable you are. I mean, I make big changes when I'm uncomfortable. Like I don't make big changes. I don't quit sugar. Unless there's a hell of a good reason, well, like it's—it's it's not, it's not going it to—it's not going to be a big. Um, it's not going to be like, well, I just want to lose five pounds. Like who, who cares? Honestly, whatever. Like there's—that's not enough for me. Like I could care less. Like whatever. It's not worth all that pain. But I don't like having headaches, yeah. so I'm willing to do something Try bigger. Some stuff, yeah. And with the whole workaholism thing, when I did that big shift, it was like I was really desperate. Like I felt like my life was coming apart, and I knew, I knew, at that point that I needed to do something big. I mean, it's just like when we got sober. Like yeah. it's hard. It takes over your whole life, and you're like, okay, well, I can always come back to crazy. Yep. So, this week, the big topic is if you have something big, get your, get your hat. You know, we talk about the habit loop. Like, we talk about the, the things that help you make the switch. Like, get your, you know, your, um, you know, the rider on the elephant is your brain and your, your intellect. And it's like giving you the guidance. Like, this is how I'm going to do, this is how I'm going to quit sugar. And then you get your emotional elephant on there. Like, I don't like having headaches. I just watched the sugar film. I know that this is whatever. I just talked to my practitioner. He's like, you have to quit sugar in order to get these things out. That's the elephant, the rider on the elephant. And then you shape the path. And the path for me is it's so cool. Rob's quitting sugar too. He's not quitting sugar. He's more like you. He's doing less sugar. Okay. So no desserts. Just fruit after meals, and then he's not giving up his creamer in his coffee, which is this organic soy-sweetened vanilla creamer. He lives for it. He's like, it's worth it. He said, it's worth it. I'm not giving that up. And I said, that's fine. I said, you don't have to give up anything. And he's like, no. He was inspired. He watched that sugar film with me. And he was inspired, and he wants to be healthier. He just turned 50. He's like, you know, he's now like, you know, things like, Fatty liver start to hit home with when you get to be in your forties and fifties. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And um, but he's like, I'm not giving that up. And um, my only concern, he's doing great, and it's awesome. It's so helpful that we're both like, yeah. He, it, it I'll helps. be like, I, I sat there last night and go, I could sure go for a cookie. He's like, we don't talk about that in this house anymore. <laughs> I go, yeah, Rob's starting to sound like me. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, or he's starting to sound like Sharon. Oh. We only drink water here. <laughs> so um, he's doing great with it. Um, it's interesting because he's really hungry because he usually has a snack mid-morning that's either a bagel with cream cheese or a bagel with cream cheese and a sticky bun or a power bar or something that has a lot of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. So I, it's been really hard for him. And I finally was, and I've talked to him about it a little bit this week. And I finally yesterday was like, you have to eat something. You have to eat something with protein and fat. You have Let's, to go to Rap City. Yeah. You have to buy a breakfast wrap that has bacon, eggs, and cheese in it. And then this is not going to be as hard for you. Yeah. So he did that this morning. So I'm anxious to see how it went for him today. Good. Because we both have been eating too much at dinner because we're like, okay, we're just kind of making it through the day without having these extra things. But then you're starving and then you eat too much so you don't feel good and your digestion's off. So the answer is to spread it out and eat more protein and fat. But it's very interesting because he has a really high metabolism like you. He's not, 
he just needs more food. Yeah, it's like you can't yeah. take out this big source of calories and not put in another source of yeah. calories. My uh, good friend Paul Meyer from the Diamond Mines podcast yeah. uh, reminded me of there's uh, that you can get them at Costco and it's a called Protein Plus and they're these protein bars and they have two grams of sugar and that's it. They've got 25 grams of, of protein and two wow. grams of sugar. Wow. And I've forgotten about them. I used to get those oh. because they're not in any of our stores around here. Oh, so I, I completely spaced it and he sent me a photo of it because that's his, that's his um, you know, refuel right. and I was like oh I totally forgot about those and and they end up costing about a buck a piece you know in bulk it's nothing right and like seriously 25 grams of protein and two grams of sugar that's not bad and they taste pretty good too yeah good. so that okay, was like that know. was like you know there's there there is stuff out there I just think sometimes you have to look for it well and it's challenging yeah. because you have to be like kind of think outside the box I mean a lot of those guys that don't do sugar that are like they're like oftentimes they're more like paleo or whatever but they'll actually bring with them you know like a piece of chicken. <laughs> Just snack down on a piece of chicken mid mid morning instead of a donut. Yeah, I yeah. mean, seriously, yeah. you know, or get a get a breakfast wrap or have a have some nuts. Um, That's what I'm doing right now is nuts and some raisins. Yeah, nuts and seeds are really seeds, good. Yeah. And he has a nut mix that has, I mean, it has some dried fruit. So he's trying to do not too much dried fruit because that's really got a lot of sugar. It does, it does, yeah. But still, I mean, again, your goal is not to have zero sugar. Your goal is to have less sugar. Well, and to have different, t- I'm looking at the form of the sugar. Exactly. I don't and want that's the sugar that too. just slams my liver. That's important. You know, I, want the, I want the sugar that has fiber along with it to help with the distribution, slows things down. And if you eat that, sugar with yeah the fiber and the protein yeah. it's going to change it's meta- how it metabolizes into your yeah if you body. watch that yeah. movie and he's talking about the insulin and he's inside the person's stomach and he's awesome. right it was awesome but yeah. like that's talking about when there's no protein fiber and yeah. other things to slow it down like your yeah. insulin levels will be way more level even if you have some sugar yeah anywho I think we're about there. What do you think? I think so. Okay, you guys. So big, snarky, hard changes. Sometimes you need to use the 90-day, I can always go back to crazy rule. Yep. We'll keep you posted. Yeah, and uh, just uh, because I... I don't always say it is uh, Tangent Bound Network. Thank you. Oh, yes. Go check Thank out the website. There's a lot of podcasts there. If you enjoy this podcast and are interested in other podcasts, you can go right to Tangent Bound uh, Network and uh, they have podcasts there. And also, at, like in our beginning, we have our Wicked Radio Network. There's also a lot of great podcasts there. So please check them out and uh, go to Angela's website. Going to Angela's.com, Angela's Gym on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find Hannah Heno. At Ida Heno. Ida Heno. Okay, you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Have a great week. Bye.